tonight let's give him praise thank you Jesus thank you Lord for your spirit thank you Lord for your great grace hallelujah Lord we love you tonight Lord we worship you praise be to God thank you for your spirit dear God the outpouring dear God of your Holy Ghost on your people thank you Lord thank you Lord hallelujah praise be to God praise be to God Amen, 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 amen. Good spirit of the Lord here tonight. How many came to receive something from the Lord? <laughs> Praise be to God. Thank you, Jesus. He is here. He is here. At this time, we want you to remain standing with us, and we want to bring to this pulpit a man that preached in Fort Myers last night, Brother Tony Spell from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Pastor is a powerful church there. We want him to come preach the word of the Lord to us. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight as he comes. Let the spell come. Preach the word of the Lord. Thank you. God bless you. Be seated in Jesus' name. There are some things I may not know and there are some places that I just don't go but listen but there's one thing I know for sure yes I do my God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. Can I get a witness? My God is real, He's real in my soul. My God is real, for I can feel his holy power and his love for me is just like pure gold yes it is my God it real or I can feel Heal me, my soul. I like this. Now listen. I just can't tell just what took place ah, that night when Jesus washed. Jesus washed all of my sins away. But I know this, ever since that day, and ever since that wonderful, wonderful hour, said, my God's been real, for I can't feel Him in my soul. I said, oh, my God, my God is real. Real in my soul My God is real For He has washed And made me whole His love His love for me Oh, thank you Jesus It's just like Just like pure gold Yes it is my God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. I send that God's love for me. I thank you, Jesus. 
It's just a light, just like pure gold. Lord have mercy, my God is real. For I can feel Him in my soul. Oh, yes, He is. If He's real tonight, give Him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, Jesus. your hands unto the Lord and shout with a voice of triumph oh give thanks unto the Lord for he is good his mercy endureth forever let the redeemed of the Lord say so if you've been redeemed by the blood of a lamb lift your voice and shout unto God that I know I'm saved and there's no doubt about it hallelujah Jesus oh I feel the Holy Ghost in this house tonight Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. God bless you tonight is my prayer. I trust that you will be richly blessed by being in the house of the Lord this evening. It is my prayer that God will create in each and every one of our spiritual anatomies ears to hear what the Spirit would speak to this church tonight. I want to give honor tonight to all of my good friends and ministering brethren on this platform tonight, I bless uh, Brother Hopper. Met his acquaintance just uh, Monday, and uh, very good people, the leadership and friends that you have in this church, and uh, his wife, and of course Ava. I've gotten quite acquainted with her over the past couple of days, and uh, their their little daughter. Glad to meet them and make their acquaintance, and then uh, Brother Nathaniel and Sister Urshan, very good friends of mine have a special place in my heart for them and I thank God for good friends tonight and good fellowship that we have with the people of God you know you are known by the company that you keep how I many of you ever heard that old saying birds of a feather flock together so we want to be sure that when we fellowship we fellowship with the right people what does that word fellowship mean? That's two fellas, Brother Urshan, in the same ship. And it's hard to stay on board with somebody that doesn't believe what we believe. But I'm in good company tonight. Hallelujah. And thank God for that. Thank you, Jesus. And, of course, of course, Brother, Brother Feld, Senior Pastor Brother Feld and Sister Feld, we uh, just acquainted with them yesterday evening. But found out that we go back and are connected in many ways through his pastor and her pastor uh, brother Henry Dunn who pastored my grandfather also some 70 plus years ago in Eunice Louisiana so that is the connection there and it's good to see people that have held to the faith through thick and through thin Praise the Lord. I will hasten into the word of God this evening in the book of Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse number 18. I count it my signal honor to have been asked to preach this series of services. And I trust that you will be richly blessed by what God would speak to us over this period of services. And then to make new acquaintances to be with this good church. The leadership that you have and this local assembly is a leadership that would be envied by many across the length and the breadth of this nation. So it speaks volumes of men who are leaders that can turn around and see a great quality of people that is following them. Amen. In Hebrews chapter number 12 and verse number 18. For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words which they, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them any more. They could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, 
it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart and so terrible was the sight that Moses said I exceedingly fear and quake verse number 22 but ye are come unto Mount Sion and unto the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem and to an innumerable company of angels the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven and to God the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect and finally in verse 24 the word of God said and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel and this evening with the help of the Lord I want to preach to us from the beginning of verse number 22 in Hebrews 12 but ye are come unto Mount Sion I'd bless you tonight give me seated in Jesus name a declaration of identity this portion of scripture is a confirmation of my place and of your place in the kingdom of God it's found right here verse number 18 said ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burn with fire nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest so terrible was the sight Moses said I exceedingly fear and quake every mountain throughout Holy Writ. You can go geographically on a map, topographical map, and put your finger upon that mountain and say this is where this portion of Scripture took place. And this is where another portion of Scripture took place. For example, we find in the Word of God this Mount Sinai. In verses 18 through 21, the believing priest does not come to Mount Sinai. So terrible was the sight, Moses said, that if so much as a beast would touch that mountain, it was stoned and thrust through with a dart. Mount Sinai, where was the giving of the law? where with the finger of God fire fell down from heaven and carved out of that mountainous wall two tablets of stone that man would live by from the top of Mount Sinai all the way to the top of Mount Calvary. It was there where Moses was for 40 days and 40 nights and the children of Israel said no man can stay upon that mountain this long and live. Come and make us a God that we might worship it. And the story of the calf that was created by Aaron the high priest later on, and they worshiped and said, These be thy gods that brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And we have not come to that mountain this evening, or Mount Horeb where uh, the bush that burned with fire. Moses turned and saw that that bush was not consumed that was on fire and heard the voice out of the bush speaking, slip the shoes. Moses, from off thy feet for the ground on which you are standing is holy ground. First thing I like about this uh, bush that burned with fire is that we find one of the greatest revelations of the one God apostolic church. Number one, it was a bush, it was not a tree. Size was quite significant in the bush that burned with fire yet was not consumed. This church throughout the ages has been destroyed and tried to be uh, from the inside out even in the arenas of Rome, torn and uh, drawn and quartered in four directions. Uh, wild horses and wild beasts by the spectator's sport in that arena of Rome that watched the church as it was tried and proven at that time of history and throughout all of this fiery trial of the church 
it still was not consumed. I want you to know tonight that you're in a hell-proof church. In fact, Jesus himself said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm glad to know that whatever the devil sins against me, whatever the devil would send against your home, your marriage, and your finances, I want you to know you may be on fire, but you will not be consumed as long as you're in Christ Jesus. You're in the safest place in all the world. You have not come unto Mount Sinai or Mount Pisgah where Moses stood and viewed from its lofty heights the promised land yet could not enter thereunto because of his disobedience at the commandment of God and smiting that rock for the second time. You have not come unto Mount Moriah top of Mount Moriah where Abraham went and would have offered up his son Isaac for a sacrifice. The same Mount Moriah where Solomon constructed the temple seven and a half years and all of the labor that went into this and beautiful fineries from across the world that was put into that temple on top of Mount Moriah. Or Mount Carmel where Elijah stood and defied 450 prophets of Baal and said this, let the God that answered by fire consume the sacrifice and when he would make a mockery of those prophets of Baal he said your God must be asleep you need to cry out a little louder and they began to cut themselves and scream out but Baal would not consume that sacrifice but thank God I like Elijah and a bold man of God that we can talk about for an example tonight he said I want you to go down and get barrels of water and drench the sacrifice do it again and the third time until water is flowing in the trenches down below and now God I want you to consume it and the fire reached down and licked up the water and consumed the sacrifice but we have not come there as great as that is it's not where we are tonight Mount Triple Peak Herman the Mount of Transfiguration so great was that place that Peter and the disciples looked at one another and said it's good that we were here this day come on let's build three tabernacles up on top of Mount Triple Peak Herman or Mount Olivet of sweet farewell memories over which David fled with a broken heart where Jesus ascended from the top of Mount Olivet with his resurrected body. That body that could walk through a door and never use the doorknob. Thank God one day I've got that kind of body coming. I'm going to have a glorious body like fashioned unto Jesus' glorious body. On a Mount Calvary where Jesus bled and died at the foot of which Gethsemane weeps That place where Jesus purchased yours and mine's salvation. Each and every one of these mountains that I have spoken of in your hearing this evening, you could go and say, this is where Elijah defied the prophets. This is where Abraham offered the sacrifice that day. This is where Moses received uh, the Ten Commandments on the top of Mount Sinai. But in my text that I've read in your hearing, the Bible said, But ye are come unto Mount Sion, and unto the city of the living God. I want you to know where you've come to tonight. You have not come to just another church on the side of the road. You have not come to another place where we congregate and have social gatherings three times a week. But thank God when you walk through those doors, uh, you felt something that you have never felt before. And you heard an anointing uh, that you had never heard before. Uh, and somebody looked at somebody else and said, this is what I've been wanting all 
all of my life. I can't feel it in the club. I can't feel it in the bar room. I can't feel it with my girlfriend or my boyfriend. Thank God. Seem like something I want to be a part of. The Bible said you've come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God. We're not serving a dead God tonight. We're not serving a God of gold, silver, or brass. He's not deaf that he cannot hear. But thank God he is moved with a feeling of our infirmities. And he's alive and well tonight. He's not sick and falling off his throne. But he's large and he's in charge. And whatever you need, you can find it in a God that's alive tonight. Hallelujah. I'm reminded, Brother Fail, of a story of a young boy that was out flying his kite on a cloudy day. And the story goes that an elderly gentleman passed by and said, Son, what is it that you think you're doing? He said, Well, mister, you see, I'm flying that kite up there. He looked into the heavens and couldn't see any thing but black clouds and he said no sir I don't think anything's up there he said how do you know there's a kite on the other end of that string he said it's very simple every time I give it a tug down here it gives a little tug up there somebody said how do you know that your God is alive it's very simple when I come into the house of God and begin to pray and pray in the Holy Ghost and I feel something down on the inside of me if my God's dead who's that living in my soul if my God's dead what's that that I got when I talked in other tongues as the spirit of God gave me the utterance hallelujah now that breaks up the divine flesh myth somebody said that God died on Calvary no sir you got it all wrong Jesus died on Calvary uh, but it was after he said father into thy hands I commend my spirit uh, no sir God didn't die I'm sorry ma'am uh, but God never died God is eternal God has no beginning uh, and God has no ending uh, divine flesh said uh, that a second person in a trinity died uh, and uh, the third person raised him up from the, but that doesn't uh, make any sense to me uh, because the Bible said in Romans 8 and 11 uh, for if the same spirit uh, that raised up Christ from the dead uh, shall dwell in you uh, it shall also quicken uh, make alive uh, your mortal bodies uh, the spirit that dwelt in Jesus hallelujah no sir my God is not dead it was the flesh that was dead on that cross. But that spirit went back up to where it came from and came back down on that third uh, resurrection morning. As man, Jesus slept in the bottom of a ship. But as God, he ascended to the top of the deck uh, and said, peace be still. Not divine flesh, uh, but it was God in man. He was both God uh, and he was man. Uh, that's why the Bible said in Isaiah 7 and 14, uh, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. A virgin shall conceive uh, and bring forth a son. The blood comes from the father, but she was a virgin. Uh, the Holy Ghost was the Father. The Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. And thank God thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted as God with us. God with us was Jesus. God for us was Calvary. But God in us is the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. As man... He wept at the graveside of Lazarus. But as God, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth bound, hand and foot in grave clothes. And I do what I do. But now it's time for you to do what you do, Brother Urshan. And he looked at the gathering that day and said, loose him and let him go. I want you to know tonight that God's going to do what he said he would do. Now it's time for the church to do what God told you to do. 
Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Father, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I feel a breakout and a new anointing coming upon this church. I want you to know it's the will of God that you strengthen your stakes and lengthen thy cords. Break out to the right and break out to the left. God has a Holy Ghost outpouring in store for the rest until the rapture of this church. Hallelujah. No, sir. My God is not dead, but my God is alive. You are come unto Mount Zion, under the city of a living God. Ephesians 2 and 19 said, Now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built in 2 and 20 of Ephesians upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus, somebody shout that name, Jesus. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. I'm built on that rock tonight. I'm built on that foundation tonight. This church ain't going nowhere. This church ain't backing up. This church ain't going to the left. Uh, she's not going to the right. Uh, but she's standing right here on the promises of God. We're built on that rock. That rock was Christ. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 10 and 4. And they drank of that rock that followed them. That spiritual rock. And that rock was Christ. Uh, Psalm 40 and 2 said, He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, uh, up out of the miry clay, and has set my feet upon the rock to stay. Uh, thank God this church is built on the rock. Uh, you see other places come, uh, and you see them go. Uh, but thank God, uh, however many years this church has been here, uh, it's not going nowhere. Uh, it's just as strong uh, as it's ever been, uh, because it's built on a revelation of who Jesus is hallelujah hallelujah Jesus oh Lord have mercy the foundation of the apostles and the prophets Daniel 232 Isaiah 28 16 therefore thus saith the Lord behold I lay in Zion for a foundation a stone a tried stone a precious cornerstone thank God that that foundation tonight is Jesus Christ and the same spirit that was in Jesus Christ that raised him from the dead is what we feel in this house tonight that's why we have so much power that's why this church is has death Destiny, written all over it. The power of the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. They tell me, they tell me, can I use this handkerchief? Hallelujah, Jesus. God bless you. you may be seated. They tell me, brother, brother Fail, that uh, your pastor, my grandfather's pastor, Henry Dunn, at 17 and 18 and 19 years old, for two and a half hours on Sunday mornings would walk back and forth across that little church in Eunice, Louisiana and preach the mighty God in Christ. Many did not believe it. Deep Trinitarian roots in South Louisiana. Assemblies of God and, and Trinitarian organizations at that time. But there was a man that stood flat-footed on the Word of God and preached the Word without fear and without favor. Can I tell you what it takes to get a hold of this wicked and perverse and backward generation that is untoward God? The same thing that it took on the day of Pentecost. Peter stood up and started preaching. And what happened? when he preached questions were asked what happened when questions were asked he preached again what happened when he preached again 120 received the Holy Ghost he preached again 3,000 got the Holy Ghost he preached again Gentiles received the Holy Ghost in Acts 10 he preached again ah, the church at Ephesus received the Holy Ghost in Acts 19 and I want you to know the same thing that it took 2,000 years ago is what it takes tonight. Barnstorming, window rattling, shingle pulling, hellfire and brimstone preaching is what God chose to save them that believe. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, Jesus, whose names the Bible said to a city of a living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. I'm skipping over so much now, but I, I want to hasten to my point. And to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Thank God I've been born again. Thank God I'm freed from sin. No, 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 no. I said it last night, but I'll say it again. You may not be what you want to be, but you ain't what you used to be. Because when the Spirit of God got down on the inside of you, brother, I want you to know it changed your direction. It got down on the seat of your emotions. It changed your intellect. You don't think like you used to think. You don't go where you used to go. You don't talk to those you used to talk to. You don't dress like you used to dress. We don't worship like you used to worship. But thank God there's a brand new man walking in these shoes because you've been born again. John 3, 3. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. There's a lot of folks that can see the kingdom spirit-filled. A lot of folks that can write songs about the kingdom, they're spirit-filled. There's a lot of folks that can write books about the kingdom, spirit-filled. But Jesus went a step further in John 3 and 5 and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom. You might can see it, but you can't enter into it until you went down in a watery grave in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ uh, for the remission of your sins that's when you can enter into it hallelujah to God oh Lord amen 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 yes sir you may be seated tonight in Jesus name the only name under heaven given among men and the church of the firstborn which are written in heaven thank God for my heritage tonight I know that there, there may not be many represented here tonight, but I stand in representation, uh, uh, Brother Hopper, I stand in representation tonight of fifth generation, tongue-talking, apostolic, spirit-filled believers baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. My wife represents fifth generation. I know we've all got to get it, and it's all one generation, but I'm telling you about a heritage tonight, and I want to go somewhere with this. Thank God for my heritage, but I want you to know that it starts with you tonight. If you received the Holy Ghost last week, if you receive it tonight, I want you to know you can start walking in the right direction, and if the Lord tarries, I don't know if he will, but if the Lord tarries in a hundred years from now, your great-great-great-grandchildren can stand up and say, I remember when mama received the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, at Apostolic Church of Jesus Christ uh, in Belle Glade, Florida. I don't know what happened to her really, uh, but she went there uh, and she was skeptical about the way these people acted uh, and the way that man was foaming at the mouth preaching, uh, but she left brand new. Uh, she talked in a heavenly language uh, and her name was written in heaven. My daughter, 12 years old, Talked in tongues at the age of seven. Spirit-filled representation. Sixth-generation Pentecost. And every time I see my boy who's nine that received the Holy Ghost at six years of age, I break down and cry when he's in an altar, rubbing somebody and praying for them that they would receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, it ought to do something on the inside of you to raise your children in the house of God, to tell them... You are not an Egyptian. You don't go where the world goes. You don't act like the world acts. You're a child of God. You're not a science experiment. God didn't save you to go downstream with the rest of the trash fish, but God saved you because he loved you. And you're different tonight because of it. But five generations, five generations, Lord have mercy. Y'all, this church, that church last night in this church, Brother Urshan, y'all must feed these folks gasoline before they come to church. Hallelujah. It's like gas on a fire when I get up here and start preaching. God bless you. Be seated in Jesus' name. I trust we'll stand up again in a few seconds. Y'all have already proven that to me. Amen. Five generations ago, the year is 1914. My great-great-grandmother, Mary Pettigo, 
uh, she was a shouting Methodist, but she heard about a brush arbor meeting in Elton, Louisiana, and that was the beginning of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost after 1906 uh, or 1903 in Topeka, Kansas a little place called Stone's Folly. And then it came out to the West Coast, Los Angeles, California, uh, Azusa Street, where, where there uh, they received the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. But it was uh, South Louisiana in a place called Elton, a little town, uh, not many people there, uh, mostly rice farmers. But my great-great-grandmother, Mary Pedigo, she was affiliated with a Methodist church. But she was a shouting Methodist. I guess that's back when, sh when Methodists used to shout when they came to church. My God, now you can go to some of their church services and it's just Dr. Popsicle getting up on Sunday morning and delivering some frozen TV dinner and it's twice dead plucked up by the roots. Thank God we don't have that kind of preaching when we go to an apostolic church. Abraham Lincoln said it like this. When I see a man preach, uh, I want him to act like he's fighting bees. Uh, I want him to act like uh, that, that people out there uh, have something uh, and they see something in him uh, that they might desire. Hallelujah. She said, I believe I'm going to go down to that Brush Arbor meeting. Just a little lean-to. Brush to keep the, the dew and, the, and the, you know, the elements away from them if it rained or whatever. But when she got to that meeting, they tell me the story that she had heard something she never heard before. She felt something that she had never felt before. And when she left that night, uh, she left speaking in other tongues, uh, drunk in the holy, drunk as Cooter Brown. Uh, they had to carry out flat of her back uh, and didn't stop talking in tongues uh, for more than eight hours uh, up into daylight the next morning. Uh, and they tell me that when that old Methodist preacher got word that Mary Pedigo was going down to that Pentecostal Brush Arbor meeting in 1914. She got word from the deacon bowl. Head deacon, I want you to go down there and get a hold to Sister Pedigo and you tell her that if she goes back to that Pentecostal church one more time that I'm going to take her name off of the church roll. They tell me that when my great-great-grandmother Mary Pedigo got the news from the head deacon of the Methodist church in Elton, Louisiana that she started slapping her thigh in the Holy Ghost uh, and started with a spiritual laugh. Uh, and after she finally composed herself uh, from praying in the Holy Ghost for a little while, uh, she looked at that deacon in the face uh, and said, you go back and tell preacher uh, that he don't have a pencil uh, with an eraser long enough uh, to take my name off of heaven's roll. Uh, that's why the Bible said, uh, you've come unto Mount Zion uh, to the general assembly, uh, the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You can't join this church. You can't get on the roll. The only way into this body is baptized in the name of Jesus. Talking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. Hallelujah. Oh, let's worship the Lord together tonight. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. The year, the year is 1915. Indianapolis, Indiana. A man by the name, I'm sure everybody knows, by the name of G.T. Garfield Thomas Haywood. In the year of 1915, he was uh, the, the head bishop of the Pentecostal Assemblies of the World. At this time, a Trinitarian organization. And then the Spirit of God began to sweep through uh, the churches from South Louisiana up through the Bible Belt up to uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. He pastored Christ's temple at that time in Indianapolis, Indiana, Brother Urshan. And uh, they got letters and telegrams sent to Bishop Haywood and warning him, we don't want anything to do with this new a revelation of the mighty God in Christ and the oneness of the Godhead. 
and they're rebaptizing people now in the name of Jesus Christ. Beware, Bishop Haywood, don't have anything to do with this. But just before uh, that Monday when he received that telegram, uh, the Sunday morning prior to that, uh, in 1915, uh, he took 456 people down in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, sins washed away, uh, and I want you to know this evening uh, that he sent a letter back to them uh, and said it like this, I've already been to the water. I've already been baptized. I've already been converted. And I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel all right. We sing it today and it sounds like this. I've already been to the water. Come on. I've already been baptized. Hey, I've already been converted. And I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel all right. That's good. Hold on. Don't have anything to do with those folks. They've lost their mind. For once they got it right. You better believe we lost our mind. The Bible said, let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus. Ain't nothing wrong with losing your mind uh, as long as you take on the mind of Christ. Uh, when you get the mind of Christ, uh, you can't get offended at what the preacher says. When you get the mind of Christ, uh, ain't nobody in the church uh, can get you a bitter spirit uh, and make you backslide. Uh, when you get the mind of Christ, uh, there ain't nothing too hard the preacher would ask you to do. Uh, get rid of, uh, get it out of your home. Uh, when you you get the mind of Christ uh, I want you to know you're saved sanctified uh, and filled with the Holy Ghost <laughs> hallelujah Oh, time would fail me tonight. But the Bible said, we've come to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, and to Jesus. He's the mediator of the new covenant. I know a name tonight that's above every name. When you speak Obama, it doesn't do anything for you. But when you speak the name of Jesus, there's power in that name. You can talk about Bill Clinton. It's powerful names but there ain't no power except when you call on the name of Jesus so when you go down in water we don't say Father Son and Holy Ghost but we say in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus I pray that you would come on into Mount Sinai tonight don't back up don't you go nowhere but get your roots down in the house of God and say devil ain't no weapon formed against me shall ever prosper when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against it weeping might endure for a night but joy is coming in the morning hallelujah to God oh I would uh, that somebody would start sending up some praise tonight uh, we need to feel high Holy Ghost church for a little while uh, I want us to be made to sit together in heavenly places uh, in Christ Jesus our Lord does anybody need a touch of God tonight? Uh, I want you to know uh, you've come to Mount Zion uh, you've come to the city of a living God I want a new revelation. I want a new transformation. I want a fresh inspiration of the Holy Ghost of God in my life. Hallelujah. 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 Give me the key of G. Thank you. Key of G. Hallelujah. Let's start sending up some praise. Hey, Lord, I've already been to the water, and I've already been baptized. Hey, I've already been converted, and I feel, I feel all right. Hey, I've been changed in Jesus' name, and I feel, I feel all right. Yeah, hey, I've already been to the water. I've already been baptized, hey, I've already been converted, and I feel, I feel all right. I've been chained in Jesus' name, I feel, I feel all right. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Whatever you need is in this house tonight.
If you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you're just a few moments away from the greatest miracle in all the world. You can leave here speaking with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave you the utterance. And the same God that spoke worlds into existence and the same Jesus that robed himself in a human body is the same God that's going to get down inside of you before you walk out of those doors this evening. If you repent of your sins, I want you to know the promises unto you tonight. Does anybody need the Holy Ghost? Does anybody need a renewing? Step out from where you are and gather around these altars and begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, come on. We need, we need a Holy Ghost anointing. Hallelujah. Come on, speak the name of Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. Thank you. 
keeping me alive, keeping me alive, keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost and fire, keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. Well, it's that Holy Ghost and fire, keeping me alive, keeping me alive, keeping me alive. It's that Holy Ghost and fire, keeping me alive. Jesus is keeping me alive. Tell me. When you came out of the wilderness, came out of the wilderness, came out of the wilderness, how did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? I'm walking with the Lord. Tell me, how did you feel when you came out of the wilderness, came out of the wilderness, came out of the wilderness? How did you feel when you came out of the wilderness? I'm walking with the Lord. I said, I felt like shouting when I came out of the wilderness, came out of the wilderness, came out of the wilderness. I felt like shouting when I came out of the wilderness, I'm walking with the Lord. I said, I felt like shouting when I came out of the wilderness, came out of the wilderness, came out of the wilderness. I felt like shouting when I came out of the wilderness, I'm walking
Lord, I need 